Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Super Gusty Virtual World Tour. We're here for stop three on the sandy beaches of Geraldton, WA, the motherland, Australia. Okay, we are joined by some very special guests this week. We have returning from episode one, ex-club VAS instructor and fellow podcaster Sandy Clunas. We've Hello. also got former freestyle world champion, brand ambassador for Severn, Dieter van der Eiken, and the man behind all windsurfing media. It's Mr. Ben Prophet, ladies and gentlemen, in the house. How are hey, you? Guys. Everyone all good? All good, all good over here in sunny Portugal. Well, it was raining today, but yeah, all good, boys. Lovely. All good in Windy Tenerife, I would say. All good in the UK. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Still enjoying yourself in CTG? Yeah, it's all good. We're getting some sailing now, so uh, can't Just complain too much. Just waiting for the beers now. <laughs> shame, mate. Shame. I've got mine right here. So, guys, we are firing in to uh, Coronation Beach, Western Australia. It's a port tack answer to Jerry, flat on the inside, little stunt ramps and some waves out the back. But joined by two people here who've uh, sailed there a lot more than my two days. Peter <laughs> and Ben, you guys have spent a lot of time at Coros. Any, uh, any top tips, any fun stories about the place? Ben can start first. I think he sailed there more than me. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say it's one of my favourite places to sail in the whole world <laughs> on its day, just for fun and like variety of just having a good laugh. Not consequential waves, but like you say, little kickers on the inside, stunt ramps. I've seen Dieter hurt himself a few times doing the old shifty somethings over there, which freestyle, I'd love to see a proper freestyle event and just so happens we have one. Well, <laughs> but yeah it should be good man it's a it's a good place i think it's yeah like ben says one of the most fun spots i think for freestyle it's brilliant you know because i think i've sailed in jerry but then i think the distance between the waves in in australia is even a little bit more and the wind is a little bit more consistent because you don't it, it kind of comes over a shallow reef uh and that makes it brilliant you know and for me, I usually used to do 20 minutes of freestyle, then de rig my gear and then go wave sailing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's uh, yeah, one of the best spots, like knee high, stunt ramps. And then in the back, you know, you can go out, do Pasco, then a Shaka, then go for a back in and come back in. It's yeah. like, where do you get this? Into thing? a perfect starve attack flat spot as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a bit of seagrass sometimes. That's the only thing I would say, but the rest is... And, and it can be shallow in parts. Our mate, Steph yeah. Hilda, I have a horrible story about that, but he just tried a spot halfway through the Vulcan bit, stepped off backwards, pretty much put his foot onto a pretty sharp rock. He came hobbling up the beach, and there was like this bit of duct tape hanging off his foot. And I was like, Oh, what's that? And he sat down and goes, oh, I think it's pretty bad. He looks up and that bit of duct tape was just a massive bit of skin hanging. But I'm not joking. It was pretty rancid. So, yeah, 
but so you have to be a little bit careful in the yeah. odd spot or just don't oh, times, do what he did. Times is a bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. Only upwind, but yeah. you have to be a bit careful. The last time right. I was there was actually three years ago today. Um, it was when you lent me your van, Dieter, and I mm -hmm. shot up there for a couple of days. And it was, uh, yeah, like you guys said, I'd say the best place I've ever windsurfed in my life on Australia Day. Uh, and then three years ago today, there was no wind at all. For the rest of the week, I was in WA, and it was a pretty horrible place to hang out with no wind. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that, that's it. If, if you're there with no wind, my first year there, I made the mistake of just sitting it out and waiting, which at now, since I've done a few years in WA, I've worked out, you don't do that. You just drive. Because by the time you're thinking and chatting shit on the beach, you can drive down. It's a long way. It's like nine hours to Esperance or something. But, you know, probably more. But it's worth it because then you get another week somewhere else and then you come back. But if you sit and wait it out, it's so hot, sweaty, flies you just you just don't want to do that especially living in a van yeah there's only so many times you can watch gladiator on your kindle before it gets a bit old <laughs> <laughs> who has a kindle still who watches <laughs> the gladiator <laughs> nice so before we fire into the actual competition there's recently been some announcements about sponsor change so we just gonna have a little chat through that. George, do you want to kick that off for us? Yeah, so quite a few of the big dogs uh, changing sponsors. I mean, most notable probably is Galito leaving Duotone Fanatic after, well, being on there forever um, to go to RRD. There was quite a few speculations. Ben, I know you had a lot of videos out on it trying to work out who it was. Did anyone expect this move or expect it to go to RRD? Uh, to be honest, it was one of the first names that come up from what I heard, but I, I did hear it, it, it kind of been rumoured to him earlier in the year that maybe that was going to happen. And he didn't, by the sounds of it, he didn't do too much digging around. Uh, and he left it quite late to sort out a deal. So again, I don't know. I know RRD was super happy to get that over the line because he is massive name and he's he's got definitely he's got nothing to prove to anyone else but i think there's definitely something he will want to prove to other people because the last couple of years he's not been getting the results i would say that he really could have but when you see him sailing he's definitely still got everything and it'll be it'll be interesting to see actually i mean he's got a kid as well now so yeah. he's he's got to put some money on the table so yeah it's going to be very interesting and also i think the rrd connection if you've seen his social media and stuff he's been doing a fair bit of kiting and mixing out with some other stuff so i think maybe roberto and the boys over there kind of like that idea that he's going to mix it in maybe capuzzo as well and it, i think there's quite a cool cool sort of little thing going there it was a mutual thing. I think his contract had come to the end and the offer, I guess, to renew wasn't what he was hoping for. And I think that's kind of how it went. Yeah, we were trying to picture, we, I was chatting to Ollie Scott, the club bass uh, manager uh, the other day, and we think that the link with Win Jerry, because he's always had a yeah. close sponsorship with them and they've uh, always been RRD. So maybe that. I think that's the main, that's the main thing. That was the, the one that put it that way as well. Because I think he's pretty, he supported pretty well from that fella. What is he, yeah. the chicken man or something, or the frozen food man, or, or he's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got a few things going on. It ain't just the Win Jerry stuff, as far as I know. 
doing a new twin, a new freestyle board as well, aren't they? I saw it on Instagram yeah. today. It's called like the trigger or something. Like they're getting rid of the twin tip after all these years. I saw, uh, I saw, I can't remember yeah. where, where I saw it, but I saw a picture. No, trigger is a new yeah. coming. Maybe so. they're doing like a Galito Pro model or something like that. A bit like what they did with the skate. Um, yeah. But yeah, it could be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Amado making a big move to off JP onto Futurefly, which personally I think is a, a massive move. But obviously they don't have a, a freestyle board as such yet. I know it's in development from what the videos are saying. Does this mean that he's making more of a move towards slalom and foiling, or is he still going to be pushing just as hard on the, the freestyle, do we reckon? I think he's still going to push as hard as on the freestyle. He just has a really good connection with Tati. Uh, Tati's obviously been on Futurefly for a while. He gets along well with Arden Agam. And I think he was kind of looking for a new challenge. And uh, yeah, he got a really good offer from them. Three-year contract can really help build the brand up with his name and that's the the main goal uh but he has still a big focus on on uh on freestyle and obviously yeah he likes slalom he likes spoiling he knows the boards are good there so and he i think the main thing is the connection with tati and the options that it gives him yeah i think totally he's but he's got to win a world title if he goes yeah. away from windsurfing without a freestyle win world title there is it's just a travesty that'll be a disaster so I guess. And with Freestyle, they haven't got a board at the moment. So in theory, he's going to design that with Tati and it will be a board that he really likes, you know. And until then, he can use whatever board I guess he wants. So it can't really lose, I don't think. Cool. And then uh, slightly overshadowed probably by the, the Galito move, but Yentl Care's moving off I-99 and who was it? Point uh, seven to go Pride. back to... JP Neil Price, which is a, a big move considering he's the world and European reigning champion. What do you reckon, Sandy? JP Neil Pride are cheeky, cheeky fuckers, aren't they? They're like, oh, he's a world champion now, and I will have him. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting to hear what Ben and Dieter have to say because they're obviously far closer to the to the industry. Um, but yeah, I, I do find it funny they have done that with a few riders um, in the past, haven't they? You know, they've gone away to smaller brands, won a world title, and then JP Pride kind of come in and say, "Well, we'll we'll kind of have you back." But I mean, I think it's good. You know, he was on JP Pride for years, wasn't he? And he was uh, like, "Well, I watched a video of him doing like an Airscopu burner in Fuerta the other day." Continent Seven reshared it. Sorry, Ben, for mentioning Continent Seven. Um, and and uh, I don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was him doing, you know, on the old like 2016 JP Pride stuff, and he's ripping on that gear. So it, see, it seems like a really good fit for him. Um, but yeah, it, I do find it interesting that JP Pride kind of do this, have this thing of like they, you know, a, a rider leaves and then they bring them back in once they become world champ. You got to remember though, Pride JP have lost a lot of people this year. Yeah like a lot some big big names yeah. so they needed to sign someone yeah. <laughs> otherwise people were all people are already asking questions what's going on yeah um, i know we're just talking about freestyle now but there's been quite a few people gone but yentl i, I heard 0.7 i think he would have liked to have stayed with 0.7 right. but i don't think he could get the jp deal they wouldn't give it him unless he went with neil pride as well as far as i understand yeah. Um, but I think he was super happy with the whole 0.7 thing and he developed the sales. And I kind of read that in his little press releases. It kind of felt like that, that he was kind of super happy. But 
Um, so JP Pride got him again. Depending what happens this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was on GP till 2018. I think he's only been on uh, I-99 for two years. Mm. Uh, and then, obviously, he was on New Pride before. Then he went point, point 0.7. And then, yeah, now he's back to the GP yeah. New Pride. I mean, I, I also heard he wants to push the foil freestyle. And I-99 don't have a foil freestyle board as of yet. And he's... He's someone who wants to get ahead of the curb. And if you look at Balls Muller, he's already behind the curb, like everybody else in the world. But you know what <laughs> I mean? He really wants to kind of push that side of it because I think he sees there is going to be a bit of a future in that. To what extent, I don't know. But he wants to be at least pushing himself. And he didn't, as far as I know, he didn't quite have the gear with I-99 at the moment. And I think that was a kind of good way to catch up pretty quickly. Exactly. Nice. And then uh, a couple others, just uh, Nick Hibdige recently announced about half an hour ago that he's gone to Goya, which is That's probably a good fit. Good fit. Um, he's very the Avon thing. Beach sailors on Goya. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That, that's a bigger step from Bubble going to Goya and yeah, doing that. That's, that's a pretty, yeah, pretty true. good move. And then I think for, for Nick, it will be good to link up a bit with Bubble and maybe, yeah. I think Bubble is always a good competitor. I'll be honest. I think the freestyle boys just need to start making more stuff. Like we've just had a whole year with no competitions pretty much. And it's like, obviously that's what I do. I kind of get sent stuff and I look at who's sending stuff and what people are doing. And it's surprising for me anyway, how little people have done. Like without the competitions, you're like, well, boys, come on. I know there's lockdown and there's things happening, but there's definitely there's definitely room to do some more stuff. You know, I think Nick is quite a good example of that because he's, he's a super stylish rider. You see some of his videos and they look, I think really impressive. He's got a super good style and I don't think it should be all about results. You know, I think there is definitely room for that. Don't want to mention kite surfing, but that kind of element into the videos for the freestylers to, to capitalize on, mm. I think anyway, be interesting to see something rather like than just move, 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 like a bit of everything. Yeah. It's like like gone style. a lot to Instagram recently in the last year, like the IGTV, like one and a half, two minute little edits rather than full fledged video parts. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, it'd be like, like Ben said, it'd be cool to see. And yeah, it is interesting. Wonder why, because, you know, kite surfers, you know, you guys like Sam Light and stuff are putting out full on vlogs and smashing it on YouTube. And like, the guy, all the boys in Fuerta, rather than just releasing a 10-minute clip of move, 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 which are still good, but they could they could make so much content. Yeah, they? so much. So easy. Like yeah. iPhone or a GoPro or something, you can do some seriously good stuff. I think we probably will see it this year. We're gonna have to. <laughs> because if there's if there's less got if there's the same amount of competitions we had last year, like bugger all then sponsorship deals will be cut. And that's kind of the interesting for me to see what the brands have said, because I'm pretty sure all the brands had an okay year. If not, they could have had a better year if they could have got stock, but they had a pretty good year from what I can hear. But I know when they look at the riders, they go, well, what's he done this year? Oh, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, well, how do we justify paying him if he's not producing? And I don't know. I think I think we're going to see more people doing stuff. I hope, anyway. Is that part of the problem, though? Because I know I know for Nick personally, I uh, grew up with him on the South Coast and ride with him a lot. And he 
um, he was one of the last guys he was telling me to get a proper like contract deal. A lot of the younger guys, especially, are now on like they're just being either given gear or they're still paying for gear. Um, like for example, Jamie Howard, who's our close friend, is still paying for gear and stuff like that. Is there kind of the money in the sport? Like, because they're obviously still working full time jobs. Or I know Nick and now Jamie. Well, and I think because a full a full cost production video uh, like photographer rates on. I know. Nah, yeah, you don't need no, that. We're talking about you don't need that. You can do a lot of stuff. Yourself. I'm telling you now. It, it all you have to do is have a fellow windsurfer, and you just take it in turns. Like I've yeah. shot videos and pictures with Dita and he's been in the water. Then the other person goes in the water and yeah. or sits on the beach and you can get so much content. And also you just need a GoPro or um, it's a 360 or a whatever yeah. camera just to yeah. change the angle up a bit, change it round. But it is more like a job. It's not like you just go sailing and have a laugh. You actually go out and it feels like a job. But it's not a yeah. bad job, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a well. pretty good job. But if you actually go and do that and plan to go and do something, I mean, all you have to do is maybe buy a mic set up, which again, you're investing in yourself. And if that's going to get you a deal at the end of the year, look at Nico Preen. I mean, yeah. he's invested yeah. his whole stuff back in. You know, everything goes back in. And now he's probably got the biggest YouTube channel. Well, maybe I'm just ahead by it. won't be long before he's he's got more than me and he just took a job with Starboard as a brand manager. So the money's there if you... I always say this, if you want to make someone's job easier, like the marketing guy, if you make his job easier by giving him stuff, when they're going to do the contracts, the marketing guy's going to go, we want to sign this dude. He just made my life fucking easy. Whereas the other yeah. guys, it's like, well, he only did that. You know, what? don't really help me at all. I don't know. So maybe it's just a, a change of mindset. Just yeah, a change of mindset then. I think well, like, as well. Like Ben said, I think we've all done it, haven't we? We've all sat on the beach and filmed our mates and taken it in turns. Like we all know what it's like. It's not hard. It's actually quite yeah. fun. You go back and you look at all the clips or the funny crashes, the whole thing. Um, and I yeah. It's easy to do. I think as well, you know, you were just mentioning before that. Guys are just starting already getting some some guys gets free stuff, some guys pay for stuff. I actually, in my case, I made an international podium like third in the EPT before I even got an international deal. And it was still national. I won the youths. I did a lot of stuff. I was making clips. So I think it is reasonable a bit how it is now. I think also with the lockdown, you could have learn stuff like I, I got 50 days lockdown here in Spain and I just spent time learning an editing program there's plenty of free editing programs out there with an easy setup you can make good stuff I mean I, I've done a lot of stuff with profit it's always been cool but we would go to the beach it's like okay you do 20 minutes I do 20 minutes you do 20 minutes I do 20 minutes you go through the footage in the evening you analyze it and you go again but you have to be prepared you know charge the batteries have an empty sd card like speak up front okay you're gonna film then me gonna film and so on so i think there's ways yeah. around it like to get a proper proper setup takes longer but i think there's can be done a lot you know some of the guys actually make really cool clips and more more freestyle which which you don't see that often so it's like max max as well on 
the podcast I did with Max, he was talking about, you know, he was always trying to like stay relevant when he was with North and Fnatic. And he was like, well, I'll, I'll go and sit in the box when they're commentating and I'll yeah. commentate so that people learn my voice. So I'm not just a rider and, and all this stuff. And he said, you know, after doing that for a bit, he found himself being invited to marry to go do the photo shoot and stuff because they were like, he's, he's providing more value than just, you know, bringing in a result. Um, it's, it's a job, man. If someone's going to give you money or give you gear, which gear is expensive, you have to give them some sort of value, whatever that is, whether it's results. You know, some people just smash out results and then, yeah, fair enough. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. The problem is when then when the competitions aren't happening, that's when you realise, ah, bollocks, I need another string to my bow kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a different world, I guess. But it was the same when I was growing up. You just had a camera and you'd take pictures and write stuff for magazines. You know, it's the same deal. It's just, I think it's easier now with the video stuff. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, we'll leave that there because we could talk for hours about that, I think. And we'll actually get on to what we're here for, uh, which is the Super Gusty Virtual World Tour, stop three at Coronation Beach. So, Sam, do you want to run us through the conditions and the dice roll quickly? Yeah, okay. So, guys, you'll be familiar now, if you've been listening to the episodes, that we will have three different condition sets and they will run from a dice roll the whole way through the full round. So each round will roll the dice again and decide the conditions. For the Coronation Beach event, those of you who have never sailed there, it's basically dead flat on the very inside, then small kickers in the middle and large waves out the back. Nothing crazy, but good enough to throw a backy push safe, anything like that. One to two on the dice, we're going to be rolling in 4852 weather with sort of waist-high stunt ramps being the biggest waves. Three to four, it's going to be 4-4 four, four weather with similar waves. And five to six, it's going to be nosebleed, 4-0, 3-6 winds and mast-high waves out the back so people can throw down their big jumping moves if they've got them. Now we'll quickly run through the round one that was decided by you guys on the Instagram. We're gonna have a little chat about what we thought of the hates, uh, whether we agreed or disagreed, and then we will fire straight into round two. So George, take it away. Yep, so heat one, round one uh, was Bosson versus Tigo Courts, the wild card, and Lennart Neubauer, and Lennart won that. Adrian Bosson came second and Tigo Court came third. Uh, Dieter, do you want to tell us a bit about Tigo? I know he's one of your, your team riders. Yeah, Tigo is one of the guys at Brower's Dam who's coming up. Uh, I think he's 18 now. I think, uh, yeah, he's doing good, like double coolers, uh, going for air funnel burners. He's, he's, he's getting really good, consistent, uh, but he can't do a shaka. So I think that's why he got last. <laughs> 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 nice and then uh would you agree with the fans on boss on losing to lennart that's a quite a big call i don't think he would lose against uh leonard in in coros i mean i don't know what are the conditions we didn't roll no or that uh, it was that no, we rolled on the instagram it was 4-4 four, four weather Nah, i think i think leonard is really good but i think Bosson would would win that nice all right we'll go on uh, heat two was Davy Sheppers versus Caputso versus another wild card whose name I'm going to struggle to pronounce in Supras. 
the German Greek guy. Um, Foivos. What is it, Sandy? Foivos. Foivos, yeah, Foivos. Yeah. We'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it went, Davy won that, um, Caputo second, and Foivos third. Uh, Sandy, what do you reckon? Yeah, mate. Davy Sheffer's port tack on the way out. He'll do it. Yeah, do what he does best. Cool. Nice. Uh, then we had Sam Steve versus Loic Speaker versus Tati Franz. And Sam Steve just beat Tati to second and Loic third. Ben, what do you reckon you've seen a lot of Tati? Man, I've just listened to all those tweets and I think it depends on the day, doesn't it? It's like Sheffers is a perfect example of which Davy turns up. If yeah. good Davy turns up, we could beat everyone. But if the other Davy turns up, we might not even get out for the heat. <laughs> but um, yeah, for sure. I mean, those guys are good. Um, I can totally see how he could win, but I can also see Tatty, you know, on his day. Yeah, it was close. I think you're right. I could go either way. Um, heat four was Nicholas Nibelung versus Julian Vimar versus you. And you took that one out, followed by Nicholas and Vimar. Sam, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Nick in those conditions. I reckon it'd be pretty special. But um, I'm a big Ute fan, and I think Coros would see him a lot. I reckon he'd rip it up there. Four, four, especially. Mm. Heat five was world champion Yentl versus Max Rowe and Max Matasek. Um, Max Matasek actually came really close to taking down Yentl, basically because he bribed all his followers to buy him loads of beers um, if he won. But yeah, it was Yentl first, Max Matasek third, uh, second, and Max Rowe third. I would probably have Max Rowe, Max Matasek the other way around, but that's that. Uh, heat six, Stephen versus Yuma Kobayashi and Felix Volkart. And Stephen obviously won that one. Felix second. Uh, Yuma Kobayashi third. Everyone's pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Next one was a really good one. It was Anthony Ruens versus Kiri Toad and Jeremy Plus. And Kiri won that one, beating Anthony and Jeremy Plus third. Dieter, what do you reckon? With Stunt Rams on 4 4, I think Anthony would be very hard to beat. I mean, Kiri would have all the double moves on the way in for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it could go both ways, you know, because Anthony probably would go really big on the way out. Uh, but he can have a really good heat and sometimes he has a less good heat. So, and uh, I think Kiri got really close to Basson last year in Fuerte or, well, 2019. So, yeah, it's tricky. I would say Anthony with stunt runs. Uh, but, yeah, could go both ways. Cool. And then he ate was Yardenmir, Nico Agajan, and Tonki. Uh, Tonki won that. Nico Agajan beating Yarden for second by just a couple of votes. Sandy, you give me a face there. As Yarden's biggest fan, I'd very much like Yarden to have to have to have won that one. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of I kind of agree, unfortunately. But then again, Yarden's... It's a tough draw against Tonki and Nico in Port Tat jumping. Yeah, that. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I had no idea how you would judge that one. That one. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Style alone, uh, I'd give it to Yarden, though. Oh, Tonki, though. I don't know. 
not been very useful. <laughs> Sorry, George. It's all right. It's already uh, been decided, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. Um, and Amado beat Phil Saltysack and Pinney or Wilson, the, the wild card. Pretty big upset is Mikey Hooverman beating Jamie Howard and Yiga Poprinsky. I love that. <laughs> Girl power. Smash it. Have that in the face, Jimmy. Perfect burners, <laughs> both sides. Uh, it, it was close, but Mikey took that one. Dieter, well done, mate. You beat Takuma Sugi and Ricardo Marker. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, pretty good. Let's see if I get further right. than the quarters or before. <laughs> <laughs> Still competitive. And then Jacopo Testa, Anton Albert, and Dudu Levi. And it went in that order Testa first, Albert second, Dudu third. I reckon. Um, I that would have been not the heat of the round, but the one I would have been really interested to watch to see where they all finished in that. I think that'd be a really good yeah. matchup between those three. I like, think Antoine Albert would be. Smash the jumping. What's that? Yeah, being insane. And Dudu is pretty, pretty tasty on Port Tack as well. And style. I think Antoine could do pretty good because he has some. Pretty epic air cubbies on the way out, yeah. and he could do that pretty eyes closed. And then you would see a double fest between Jacopo and him as well. Uh, would be super, super close heat, I think. Yeah, mm. nice. And then we'll go Galito versus Matea Fabrizzi versus the wildcard Johnny Yargen, who we brought back for this one. Um, and it went. Uh, Galito absolutely destroyed everyone with 500 votes. Matea came second and Johnny Yargen came third. So the RRD gear is working well for Galito already. <laughs> then it was Giovanni Pisani versus Adam Sims versus Courtu Dumond. And Giovanni won that, Simsy second and Courtu third. Courtu didn't get hardly any votes, but I don't know if you guys saw the clips he posted on his Instagram. Instagram story it's like the first bit of action I've seen from him in like the last year pretty much and he was doing really good moves on the simmer stuff doing like Spock double culo um so I think that would be a tighter heat than it was uh, made out to be on the vote then it was Nick Hibdidge Aaron Etmon versus Marco Lufen and it was pretty predictable Nick won that one Luffy second and Aaron third I think we can all agree on that one yeah, and then last heat was Bowles Muller versus Julian Mass versus Mikey Vizorek. And it went Bowles first, Mikey second, and Julian Mass third. I reckon we Julian would be dangerous on that starboard attack inside. Yeah, but yeah. have you seen clips from Mikey? Yeah, <laughs> Mikey's sick and he's got Dang. a wicked style. Right. And he does everything both ways as well. Yeah, everything. So uh, that was our round one. So yeah, we'll move on to round two because otherwise we'll be here forever. Uh, Sammy, do you want to give us a dice roll, please? All right, guys, for the first round, or second round, we have got, I've dropped the dice off the table, a four. So it's 4-4 four, four weather again. So sort of about waist-high stunt ramps being the biggest wave with the knee-high ones on the inside. 4-4 four, four weather, good to go. Cool. 
Uh, and we're back to man on man heats. So it's going to be Phil Saltisak versus Hoivos. And Dieter, you kick us off. Who's going to win? Why? I think Phil Saltisak will win because I think he's a competition machine. Uh, he'll probably be there four weeks up front, training all his heats out of his head. And uh, he'll do bonka, massive shaka, good, good stuff, switch on the way out, and then, yeah, combo moves on the way in. Can we all agree on that one? Yeah. Agreed. I would agree. I thought, although I thought he'd retired. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised to see him in the lineup. <laughs> He's still good on this one. We're, we're short on riders. Next up, we'll go Jamie Howard versus Tigo Court. Sandy, do you want to go on this one? Uh, I mean, I won't lie. I've actually just been on Tigo's Instagram watching his clips. But I mean, given what Dieter said, if he can't shaka and it's like port tack stuff, like Jim Jam's, Jim Jam's got the shifty in his arsenal. He's, you know, do the mega shaka as well. Um, so I'm going to give give this one to Jim Jam. I know they, they might be fairly evenly matched on starboard tack, but yeah, like, and Jim Jam's regular ducking on port is in well, isn't it? Off off kind of ramps and stuff. Like Jim Jam's pretty at home in the waves, isn't he? Yeah. I'd say he's got some big stance in the waves. Yeah. I think I think Coros would suit him pretty nicely. Yeah, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. on four four when it doesn't get too too crazy windy. I mean, he can handle. Strong. He'd be on four zero though, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would be on a four zero. And getting playing faster than anyone on a four zero. Yeah. He is also recently back on the Severn gear as well, which I think is only going to benefit him. Yeah, no disrespect to that too, there. Cool. Okay, Jimmy. Um, next up, Ricardo Marker versus Julian Vimar. And Ooh. Ben, do you want to take this one? <laughs> I tell you what, since I've been sitting here listening to all these seats, I've realised why I'm a commentator and not a judge. It's so, <laughs> so difficult. You know, when you look down the list and go, oh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky, that's a tricky one. I and because you've got to know, like I know Dieter and you boys know every little bit. Oh, they do this on port, this on starboard. I'll be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I just know them as as a sailor and what they do. And I think it'd be close, but I think Vima. I think Vima's been sailing good when I've seen him sailing. But uh, I think that's a kind of a fifty-fifty. I, I, that's I wouldn't. I might have to leave that up to you boys. I'm I'm pretty sure that'd be quite close. Dieter, what do you reckon? I think I think Ricky's sailing really good, but I think Julian will have it. Uh, I've seen him. I haven't. I had one or two sessions with him when I was in the Netherlands, but I've seen him sail a bit more. And I mean, he's got air cabby both sides. Uh, he's his good side on the way out for normal stance ducking, and he will. Yeah, it will be yeah, air cabby fest for him on the way out, which I think will make the difference in the end. Because I think Ricky will be able to land the shifty, which I don't think. Uh, Julian has, but just the fact that he he can use that flat, that normal ducking on the way out, I would. I mean, they both spent a lot of time in Cape Town, haven't they? So yeah. Port Tack is they're liking that, and they both can jump. But exactly. I, I mean, would I, say I, Ricky's probably a bit better off the wave than Julian. Mm. Like like you say, with the shift is really a wave. No, but like Shifty, Pasco, Future, I can just imagine Ricky's port tap being pretty good. Sandy, what do you reckon, mate? I don't know. I was I was fully on board with uh, Weimar now, but now that you have mentioned it, like you're right, I've not ever really seen Julian Weimar doing 
you know, like the Pascos and the Shifties and all that stuff, the kind of, yeah, freestyle jumping moves. He's got um, good Pascos. That's does it? Yeah. And, but then, yeah, I think, As I, know. I think, I think Vimar will take it. Like Ricky, he seems to melt a bit in competition sometimes, doesn't he? Whereas Vimar, well, I suppose Vimar doesn't doesn't compete as much, does he? Mind him, Bonaire. He did. He first kicked out Testa, no? Profit, you still remember? It was the best. I just remember seeing it. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing him sailing a few times, thinking, "Bloody hell, he's improved!" Like yeah. over the over the years, thinking, "Okay, he's got some moves." Like the Nibelungs, like. You yeah. know, you see this massive increase in level, like really quickly. Although I haven't seen much, obviously, in the last year. So I'm a little bit, as I said to you, I haven't seen many videos. So I'm a little bit out of the loop because I've obviously not been sailing with them. So it's it's tricky. And I've realised since I'm doing this now, this is a harsh, this is freaking harsh. Yeah. Because the people who are watching this are probably the people we're talking about. So it's like, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I I really think it's a it's a very close heat that. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Ben, you're gonna go <laughs> VMAR. Um yeah. Peter, your VMAR as well. And Sandy, are you your VMAR as well? I yeah, I'll go, I'll go VMAR, yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so he's got three votes. I was gonna go Marka, they've had one matchup according to my little chart here in the last five years and uh, Marker took that one. So I would have gone Marker, but agreed with you all. It's, uh, it's a very close heat, that one, mm. very close. Next up is Anton Albert versus Loic Spieker and Sammy, we'll go over to you. Oh, I, I feel like I'm always the one who stabs Loic in the back. Um, <laughs> Coronation Beach, Anton, like Loic, Loic's an amazing sailor, but I just, don't see many people taking Antoine Albert out in Coronation Beach. He's actually sailed at Coronation as well, Antoine Albert. He's been over a few times. Um, although I did see Loic was actually over here the other day, and I've seen him sailing, and he's sailing good. He's going pretty high. And he's he is one of those sailors who I think is underrated. Like, he kind of comes in a heat, and you think, oh, I've got Loic. And then he always <laughs> seems to just take people out. You're like, oh, he's still going. And it... it it maybe he's just a name that doesn't stand out, but his level is definitely there. But he's really persistent as well as a competition sailor. He doesn't drop yeah. that many tricks. Uh, but I would say in Coronation for me, Antoine, just he's got a crazy double on him. You know, like if it's a 4-0, 4-4 day, he's going to like Coronation. It kind of suits his, his style as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. going out there. Cool. I'll go out there as well then. Um, and then... Matea Fabrizzi versus Umark Kobayashi. And I would, I'll, I'll go Fabrizzi on this one. I, I agree. I think Fabrizzi, he always has a good couple of runs in competition, always sticks it together. And I th again, he's, he's another sailor who sailed quite a lot in, in Cape Town, so Port Tack kind of suits him. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, always training here in Cape Town. Next heat, uh, Adam Sims versus Max Rowe, a UK matchup. Oh. And Dita will go back round to you. Uh, I think pretty close one, but it's 4-4 weather. It's quite flat on the inside. Uh, Simsy has his double moves on the way in. So I think Simsy will take it because of that. He has good pass calls. He's got maybe a nice one-handed tweak push loop in him. Uh, and yeah. Ben, let's, uh, what do you reckon on this one? 
Um, I would say maybe Sims has been sailing a bit more than Max, maybe recently. I don't know, but obviously he's had a little nipper. He's going to be tired. <laughs> um, maybe it's going to be close. I'd say maybe Sims, just because he's had a bit more sailing recently. Yeah, I'll, I'll back that up as well, I think. Uh, Max, probably m more regularly consistent, but I think at Coronation, Simsy will probably take him out. But oh, this is Sims. Hang on, this is Simsy. He does have a moments in heats yeah, he where does. he just goes missing <laughs> totally. And he has to, even if he's listed this, he knows that. So it, it's, uh, it depends. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, Max actually has an average high heat score over the last four years than Simsy. But you guys have all gone Simsy, so we'll, we'll stick to that. Next one is Marco Lufen versus Yarden Mir. Uh, Sandy will go to Yarden's number one fan. Uh, well, as Yarden's number one fan, I'm sure you can can guess. Yeah, now I think like even even if I wasn't Yarden's number one fan, I think um, Yarden Yarden would take this. Like he's especially like Port Tack, like his shifties and his shakas and stuff are as yeah, I just like ne next level. Although, well, Luffy. Luffy's another rider who's he's completed those moves. He's got sick Pascos and Shakas as well. But yeah, I think I think Yarden would um, would would take it. I got to dispute that because I think I'm Yarden Mir's number one fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Max said the same thing on the last one. <laughs> no, generally, I I I I mean, I get on really well with Yarden, but he's got some something extra style-wise. Yeah weird about his sailing sometimes like even that video where he does like a tweaked air just on the flat water yeah. <laughs> there's some weird yeah. stuff he just does which i like because for me freestyle is like that it's freestyle and he is like a balls muller an israeli balls muller with a tone down a little bit maybe yeah. but he's got he's definitely got some got some style yeah he's this is yeah his his legs like disappear when he does a kulo his board gets so close to him I don't know yeah. how he does it. It's insane. We'll start our own Yard and Mirror Appreciation Club, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like there's three of us in it already. Uh, well, no. we should just change the name of the podcast to the Yard and Mirror's <laughs> Fan Club. <laughs> yeah. Dita, what do you reckon on this one? Uh, I think Yard and wins. I think Luffy sells amazing. He has some of the best Pascos out there uh, and he's a really good competitor sailor but I think Yardy's style and I think he just zooms into his perfect heat and I mean I think the second year I was on tour or the first year even he he was like 14th or top 12 something like this and then he broke his foot unlikely and then uh, didn't take too good care of it Yardy style he thought he could sail with it and uh, yeah that was kind of the end for his competition career for a little bit. Let's hope he gets back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So Yardi takes that one. Next up is Mikey Vizorek versus Jeremy Pluse. Sam, we'll go to you on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big Pluse fan. I think he's got a, a pretty wicked style, but I mean, Mikey's sailing insane at the moment. Um, does a lot both sides as well. I think. Yeah, I think Coronation would suit him. 
lot. Ah, yeah, I'm going to go with Mikey. I think I think it's a tough draw for Police, but I'm I'm going to go with Mikey. Yeah, I agree with that, Sandy. Yeah, I agree. The only the only thing like Plus, there's only a couple of riders that do it. You know that like shove it. It's like a shove it spark, but they bring the clue through. It's like a like a cheese roll, but they they do like this huge shove it first. The gutter flip. Yeah, that's it. The gutter flip. Like he's he's done a couple of them that are sick. So maybe if he did a couple of them off the waves, that you know, on, or off the ramp on the way out, that might sway me. But no, I think um, other than that, yeah, Mikey, Mikey's gonna win for sure. Cool. Do you think you're happy with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think Mikey's amazing. The only thing I'm questioning is I haven't seen Mikey sailing waves yet uh, to to my things. You know, I know he's amazing in chop. Uh, I know he has switched, dialed in like both sides really well. Uh, probably this is better normal ducking side, the way out. He can really use that inside field of coros really well. Uh, and I think Jeremy would just lose because he doesn't really have the double power moves where uh, Mikey does have them. Cool. Okay. Uh, next heat is Adrian Bosson versus the Russian Igor Popratinsky. And Ben will go over to you on this one. Well, for me, it's Bosson straight away. I mean, Bosson for me is one of those sailors who, again, I'm not saying he's underrated, but he hasn't got the same name as Goito, Amado, those kind of guys, but he's in that, he's in that level, you know, like, and I think your average guy on the beach doesn't really necessarily know the name and they should do. He is one of, not underrated sailors, because I think within freestyle, everyone knows him, but I think from the outside, he's maybe one of the most underrated names. Um, but I think he would, yeah, I think he'd clean up. Yeah, I agree with that. Sandy, you're nodding your head. Yeah, completely. Cool. That lines him up in round three against Amado, which will be interesting when we get to that. <laughs> Next up <laughs> is Francesco Caputzo versus Pinny. Sambo, you want to take this one? Back to me again. I would have liked to see Pinny get far in this competition because I uh, there's just something about his... Maybe it's just the full Braha videos, but there's something about him that I like. But, yeah, against Caputso at Coronation, I don't see it happening. Caputso is solid in waves. He's strong. 4-4 with waves, with ramps. He's, he's pretty... Pretty hard to beat. It probably would still be on a 4-8, though. Yeah, true. I was about to say, it won't be 4-4 four, four for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beast. I mean, the guy was like 14 when I first met him, and he looked about 30. I don't know what he looks like now. I haven't seen him for a while, but he is, <laughs> he is a beast. How old is he now? He's probably still super young. He looks... 21 yeah. or something? Yeah. No way. He's He's 21. No way. No. He's a machine. I, I honestly still remember his first heats in Furta. And I was commentating thinking, who's this bloke? Surely, you know, I'm not being disrespectful. Well, I actually probably am. But I was like, I don't think this guy's got the level. And then the next year, he was amazing. And then he's literally just carried on. And then you see some of his videos. His video from Cape Town was insane one year, maybe last year. It was I, yeah. The guy's got a lot of skills, a lot of skills. Yeah. So he's I have to win championships now and the kiting. He's, he's he, a waterman. He's one of those guys. Yeah, the ultimate waterman. The ultimate waterman, mate. <laughs> it's silly. Good video, the RRD video. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, we'll put uh, Caputo through on that one. Next 
up is Tatty versus Dudu Levi. Oh, I'll take this one. Um, I'm going to go Tatty on this one. I think he's just got that competition edge over uh, Dudu Levi, like the experience-wise. But whoever wins this one's going up against Udita, so uh, <laughs> don't let that affect you too much. I don't know. I think it's a hard one. I think Tati's sailing quite a bit more freestyle again than, than he used to. He's sailing quite a bit in luck. He's, he's, he's always got those jump moves pretty good. Uh, he's got a nice air chacho on him. But then Dudo has got some pretty good power moves as well. But given the competition history, I think uh, Tati will take it still for now. Uh I'll go with Tati. In a heat, I would say Tati. He's a, he's a, another one. He's just a machine. You turn the clock on and he... Actually, more recently, last year, I thought he looked better. It looked like mm. he kind of went yeah. a little bit off the boil. And then I thought last year he looked better than almost ever. He come back, like, super strong. And maybe the motivation of Amado and they're pushing each other a bit. I think, I think he's on his game again. Cool. Okay, Tati will take that one. Next one is uh, Nicholas Nibelung versus Takuma Sugi, which in port tack jumping is a pretty good heat, I think. So, Dieter, do you want to take us on this one? Whew. It's, uh, it's another difficult one because I think Takuma is an amazing all-round sailor. It's, I mean, whether it's port tack, starboard tack, his jumping is pretty good. His riding is really good. He's surprisingly good in freestyle as well at the same time i think it's like a proper windsurfing addict uh i think though nicholas is one of the guys who's really pushing his level a lot in freestyle he will be able to use those kickers again in coros the small kickers to bust through perfect air cubbies on the way out big pascos big shakas uh, and then on the way in you know he has all the stuff but probably even on the way out he does a double air cooler and just yeah, stays by Tsugi. It's a tri I think that's tricky. I uh, well, the last one we did, the one when I came on for the Brazil one, I I sort of uh, yeah faded on uh, Nicholas Nieblung a bit. I didn't quite realise, but then since he's been in Bonaire the last few weeks and uh, Kuma's been putting out a lot of videos and watching. I know it's different conditions, but fuck, I did not realise how good Nicholas Nieblung is. Like, <laughs> right. I saw like the videos of him in Fuerte, you know, the, the, he had a couple of moves that went kind of a bit viral on, you know, he had an, an, a huge air cabbie and a double air cooler. So, I mean, straight away, them at Coros, he'd be able to do off the waves as well. But yeah, mate, he's, he's so good. And it, his brother's amazing as well. The guy on uh, the gun sales, I think it's called yeah, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. yeah. Lucas. He's ripping as well. But yeah, no, I think, I think Nicholas, I've got, um, yeah, newfound, um, like, well, I don't want to say respect because that's a weird word, but yeah, I, I really didn't realize how how good he is. Um, but yeah, he he rips. So yeah, I think uh, Nicholas for sure. Yeah, I th I, th I think definitely he's one of the guys at the moment who wants it. Yeah. He is pushing. He's traveling. He's like the Mark Paré of the freestyle world. You know, he he really wants it and he's going out to get it rather than just hanging yeah. around the hometown doing a little bit here and there. He is traveling to still get the conditions and i think you can see it in the videos he puts out you can see it in the fact that that duotone fanatic let go go yeah you know they obviously have uh, that 
that would be my thinking. They've got boss on, I guess, and they've got this new kid in their eyes. They're thinking, hang on a minute, probably costs a lot less than Galito. And they're thinking, well, hang on a minute. Let's yeah. get us a bit. He just got promoted He's around, didn't he? He just yeah, got he made uh, part of the international team instead of the national team. Yeah, so that's cool. being rewarded for his hard work. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's cheaper than Goito. Well, 100, yeah. <laughs> no, but on the, on the other side of that, I know Takuma Sugi port that jumping is is on. Like like Dia said, all round, he is a really really good sailor, and his freestyle is a little bit underrated. He's actually yeah. pretty solid, but mm. on the flip side, I think Nicholas takes it. Yeah, it's still four moves on the way out you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the depth maybe that Nicholas does. Cool. Okay. Next one is Max Matasek versus Courtu Dumont. Sandy? Um, again, Courtu Dumont's not not someone I've necessarily seen sail that much, but I, I think I saw a video. Didn't he he used to be on Starboard Severn, didn't he? Yeah. Um so I remember I remember seeing videos then and and he's pretty sick, but I think I think Max Max Matasek, uh, he's pretty he's pretty solid, isn't he? He's got he's kind of got all the good moves. He maybe doesn't have like the the mega big power moves, but yeah, I think he's got I think, main Pasco and Shifty on him. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got the good um yeah the good sort of port tack port tack moves that you're you're going to want to do. Um, so I think yeah, Matasek. Okay, I'm a bit biased in this one, but I think I think <laughs> Corto takes it. I mean, if you saw him in Pozo at the youth. Well, well, whatever they did, the Pozo competition, he's a port tax sailor. He's got yeah. all the jumps. He's got, he won, I think he won the, the junior competition and the waves. Yeah. And his style is, is on. Although you haven't seen much of him in the last year, the stuff I saw recently, he got some yeah. moves. Yeah. I would say Corto. I, I, I was going to Corto as well. I think Corto, with the jumping and the freestyle level, I think. Matt Max is just towing into sewers and under the other <laughs> at the moment. Like he's not, he's not fussed about. A he's bit. on a roof somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> models. Yeah, blowing up stuff in the desert in South Africa. He's he's not going to take it. Glow I think Corto is an amazing competitor as well. I think he really performs Ooh. when he has to. He never loses kind of. His temper, I would say, and uh, I think because of that, he will win. Because I mean, he had really close heats always against uh Leonard, and I think he will still have. I think just in New Cali, he's, he's flying on the radar a bit. Uh, but yeah. uh, no, no offense to Max because he's a really good competitor as well. But I think, yeah, I think he's more of the RT style now, and he does amazing projects, you know, like that sewer project. I think it's still one of the most cool things set up in in freestyle kind of mm. like no, I, mean, I, I take the piss but i've always really enjoyed max's videos yeah. even imaginary when he was blowing stuff up in the desert and filming bikini models at langaban yeah spitting on them <laughs> <laughs> we always loved all his videos there's one of him him, Stephen, and Phil Solisak sailing in Dahab from quite a few years ago. I remember we watched that one. Yeah, that's banging. So much. I think Max made that video, and that is so good. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's another one. Like Ben, I'm sure you'll agree. Like he he puts out content, doesn't he? Well, maybe not so much anymore, but he he yeah. When he does, it's epic. Yeah, he's good at he's good at the content side of it. All right, well, uh, we'll give Kortu that, despite Max's videos. Next heat is 
Felix Volkart versus Johnny Yargen. Um, Sam Green, do you want to do this one? Mm. Can um, Felix Shifty on port? I saw he's just landed some starboard tat ones in Tarifa. No, I can't. I don't think he can shaka you on mm. port. He can't shaka on port either. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it would. The conditions suit Johnny more than they suit Felix. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we, I mean, Dia was there as well, but we were all in Jerry last year, and like, Felix was sailing so good. Like, I'd seen videos of him prior to that. Mm-hmm. He was, like, he was really good. Like, nothing against him, but he wasn't at that level yet. And then when I was sailing with him in Jerry, he was just like really, really stepped his game up and sailing amazing. But I actually think that I would back Johnny Yagen to beat Felix if they were sort of both having their best possible hate in those conditions. Sandy? The videos I've seen of, of Johnny Yagen have all been in Fuerta, like in the lagoons and stuff. So I've never really seen him sail, like, you know, doing moves off the waves. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. There's a video of him sailing in Sardinia with Jacopo Testa in that, you know, the super choppy place. Portofolo, just upwind of it when it's windy. That spot looks so looks so fun. Ooh. That spot looks so much fun. Yeah, no, I think I think Johnny Yegan would win actually. Felix is oh his yeah, his moves are kind of the other way around, aren't they? His really big ones. Yeah, so I'll give this one to Johnny Yegan. I'm playing devil's advocate a bit, maybe. Like switch <laughs> off the ways would be amazing, but I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tricky one, I think, because I think, yeah, I think here maybe Felix might having shakas and stuff. It's quite basic, but it's still quite common, you know. It's still a heat winner or breaker sometimes, a move that was done already 15 years ago nearly uh, on the way out. I don't know how much Felix usually always sails on the lake, on the flat. I don't see him sail out that much in the waves. Uh, but then on the other side, I haven't seen much from Jenny Yegan besides uh, the stunts he does on the land, uh, which is pretty Crazy. insane. <laughs> I'm going to put Felix in, though. I have to. <laughs> Representing the team. <laughs> I think he has more, you know, he has the spot coolers. He has, uh, he has good stuff on the way out. He will be able to use that kicker to, to fill his score sheet on the way out with switch moves, power moves, get an air scope in the will be able to get good moves and not, you know, it's it's four four weather. If it was four all weather, maybe it would be a different story. But four four is still more wave ride orientated than jumping. And like I say, I haven't seen much of Johnny. I don't know how how good he is in his jumping uh, compared to uh, to Felix. So I'm a bit biased because I simply seen more from Felix than from Johnny. I haven't seen any action of him in the last year. Yeah. Prophet, what do you think, mate? I'll be honest. <laughs> I actually haven't seen much of either ride. <laughs> they don't send me any videos, so I haven't seen anything. Um, the only thing I remember from Johnny Yargen was in Furter a few years ago where he was just <laughs> like someone cut him loose and he was just going crazy doing all sorts of stuff but wasn't landing too much. Um, so I don't know how his competition sailing is now. Um, so I might have to just what, what's the vote so far? So uh, two for oh, Johnny Argan and one for Felix at the moment. 
Okay, so I'll go for Felix and then I'll leave yeah. the decider <laughs> for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, God. I'm going to go with Felix. Actually, based on what you said, Ben, like Johnny is crazy and he does some really mad stuff, which is really fun to watch on a video, but he's not the most consistent in the competition. And I reckon Felix would fill a scorecard and I think Johnny might be missing a move on, on one side, which would cost him. So I'll put Felix through there. Cool. Next one is Ruens, Anthony Ruens versus Julian Mass. Ben, do you want to do this one? Yeah, uh, for me, I'd go for Anthony, like Port Tack. I still remember back in the day, Pozo doing like, it felt like 30 foot high shackers, but they probably weren't that high, but they were absolutely massive. Um, and he's got some skills all around in all conditions, but I think Port Tack, I think it would suit him pretty good. Um, yeah, not, not to take anything away from Julian, but I think... He's not going to pull off his new move there. It's not a new move anymore, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a new move when he brought it to competition. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree, Rooney. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony yeah. will take it all away. Cool. Okay. Last one of round two is Nico Agjan versus Aaron Etmon. And Sam, do you want this one? Yeah, sorry, Aaron. Uh, Nico Portat jumping. He'll do a planing shifty and see you later. Oh, I agree with that one. Anyone think Aaron's got it? No, but I will say Aaron's definitely stepped up his freestyle in the last year or so. I thought when I last saw him, I thought he's gone up a level, like a personal level. I still think Nico would take it, but I definitely think he got better. Cool. Okay. That is round two done. Um, we've talked about most of the riders now, so it should go a little bit faster through the draw. But first, we need a dice roll for the conditions. Hopefully, see, we get a change. See what we've got. It's a five. It is 4-0, nosebleed win, mast high waves out the back, doubles. Anyone got a push forward? Antoine Albert's got a push forward, hasn't he? Could happen. Could know. it happen at Corroy's? <laughs> I don't know. It definitely right. could. I've done one. If I've done one, it's definitely possible. <laughs> there we go. That was before I was coming to WA. <laughs> yeah, that was before. A long time ago, mate. <laughs> um, nice. We'll dive straight in. Round three, heat one. Lennart Neubauer versus Bill Saltysack. And Dieter, do you want to start us off on this one? Difficult one. It's 4 0 weather. Uh, that, that makes it partly more consistent but I think Leonard still has it I think it gets enough windy windy days in in uh with Naxos he's sailing Naxos. amazing yeah I, I would give Leonard a nudge Phil has really really good jumps on him but I think yeah I'm gonna give Leonard just a nudge yeah, I think I, I think Leonard wants it more I think Leonard wants it so much at the moment. I would give it to Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> I think Phil, like I said, he's retired anyway, so his heart's yeah. not in it as much. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard now sponsored full-time by uh, Red Bull as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Greek sale number coming in handy. Good idea. Cool. Leonard takes that one. 
And to face him, it's between Davy Sheffers and Jamie Howard. Um, Sandy, oh. do you want this one? Oh, no. Right, for, it's 4 0 weather, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And bigger oh. waves. 4 0 weather, bigger waves. No, I mean, Sheffy, yeah. Fuck, yeah, Ben's laughing. This is a really difficult one, isn't it? Because on the one hand, like, yeah, Jim, maybe, maybe Jamie's jumping's better. Sorry, I should stop calling him Jim Jam. Uh, Jamie, Jamie's jumping's better, maybe, but I, I've not seen uh, that much of Davey doing port tack jumping. Maybe you guys have seen more of it, but he, he seems more of a flat water specialist, doesn't he? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my stick with my boy. I'm gonna say Jamie wins. I'm gonna say yeah. The wrong the wrong Davy comes to the beach that day. I'm giving it to Jamie. It's an interesting one because where's Sheffers at the moment? Vietnam. Yeah. Is it port Is it port tack over there? Because I oh, keep yeah. seeing quite a lot of clips of him starboard tack on the way in. But Jamie's jumping because he spent so much time in Cape Town. It's like I reckon super improved over the years. So. I'd have to have another look at the scale because one footed backies and all that sort of stuff. It's windy as well, isn't it? Is that what we said? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I could imagine Jimmy, I guess, causing an upset because it would be an upset. Although Jeffers does have quite a lot of upsets of people <laughs> beating him when you think, oh, he's got this Sheffers all the way and then he does something stupid. Or, But he is a talent, David Sheffers. When he's on, he's on. But I'm gonna go with Jamie. I think it's his year. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jamie, you're right, has definitely got Davy on the waves, like jumping wise. But then Davy, I think, has also definitely got Jamie on the that he's got the double power moves that Jamie doesn't quite have. Yeah, but it's have so over you know how hard it is to duck normal stands then. Yeah. Especially in Coros yeah. on the inside. Yeah. It gets pretty yeah. choppy when it's four oh weather. Uh, I okay. think I think like if it would be four four or four eight, then Davey would take it. But four oh weather, I would put I put Jamie in front, just because well, Jamie Jamie's had, had all that as well. Jamie's had all that practice at bass in the chop. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I was literally thinking like the inside, like seeing these videos that Davey's been posting on Instagram inside of Coros, he's just gonna tear it up. But four oh weather is not gonna help him. I'm going to bat the boys and push Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, that's what you've got to realise. 4-0 weather in Coros. Yeah. It, it's, it's not flat. <laughs> it's not it's flat. Not. All right, nice. Uh, well, that's four votes any array already to Jimmy. So, Jamie Howard through to the next round. Um, next heat, Sam or Steve versus Julian Vimar. And Sambo, do you want to go on this one? 4-0 weather. Oh god. Um how flat do you guys because I haven't seen 4 0 weather? It was like 4-4. How big's the chop? Yeah, how big is the chop? They stop. I'm I'm gonna act, I'm gonna sit with my gut. I reckon Sam. Sam can jump on poor and he comes onto that inside in the sheltered bit. Everyone knows how specialized that guy is at switch dance, like insanity. He's he's gonna pit Julian just in this, I think. Gonna do four air funnels. Yeah, something <laughs> stupid. It's it's windy, windy, windy. It's what he's used to. Yeah, he's sick at ducking on really small gear, isn't he? Insane. Uh, I yeah, think I'm if it would be four eight five two, 
it would have been the other way maybe around. But as soon as it gets really windy, I don't want to get Sam. <laughs> <laughs> He's been training the uh, the foil freestyle recently. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, that's crazy. Landing aluminium foil as well on a yeah. doing burners. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Is he doing scopers on the glide as well? Ash Cooper, yeah, yeah. 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 That's insane. I'm waiting. I don't this sounds terrible, but I'm waiting for someone to get stabbed. Yeah. Like I was looking at some of the videos, and you just think if it stops and you come out the straps and you oh I kind of watch some I honestly I've been watching the boom. I see the wingers here. No, it's no, cool. but when when you do a scoper, you come back. So you're you're even if you're holding the boom, you're coming back on top of the thing. So if it turns or you come out the strap, oh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, I guess. But wow. I mean, I've just me. tried to shackle on a foil, and that's terrifying enough. I think shaka is very terrifying. <laughs> I've seen your fall with Sam on the bloody foil. They were terrified. <laughs> Less going for an airscaper in 40 knots. Nice. Yeah. All right. Sam and Steve takes that one. Um, next up is a really good heat. It is Yup Schmidt versus Anton Albert in 4 0 weather with waves. Dieter? Like <laughs> Albert. I think, I mean, I remember from Costa Brava, they had the EPT, it was on 3.8 stack, and he did that air cubby, which was absolutely insane. Yeah. Then Antoine Aubert has a pretty good double on him. And yeah, I mean, Yup is really good, but I mean, Foro gets more, more hard, you know, they don't use that often in Bonaire, if ever. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I think Antoine Aubert will benefit because it's super super windy yeah i would agree i would agree it's more to do with the conditions than anything else i would say yeah i was actually yeah. trying to think quite hard of an argument for you and there isn't one nah, I'm pulling <laughs> I, I was trying In to those think conditions yeah i was trying to do the same sam but yeah i couldn't either yeah he has been on air for a whole year hasn't he he hasn't moved, so he was, wasn't he in the Holland for quite a while. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There, he just put out a video from last year, him in Holland, didn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, he was in in Portugal when the whole lockdown stuff happened, <clears> and then he got stuck there. Then he could get to Netherlands, and I think it took him two months and two and a, two and a half months to get back. Did he swim? <laughs> Would have been faster, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you win surfed home. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, Albert takes that one. Um, next up, world champion, European champion, Jens Ulkeis versus Matea Fabrizzi. In these conditions, Jentel all day long for me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It takes a, it can't be pretty good to beat Jentel. <laughs> windy, windy, windy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that video he posted this summer from Tarifa. I think it was actually filmed in like the spring, I assume, from looking at the weather. But my God, in those like loose storm conditions, he sails absolutely ridiculously. Yeah. 
I think yeah. I've put that video on windsurfing TV twice, and twice <laughs> it's gone absolutely crazy because he put it on earlier and it went to like 300, 400,000 people, 500,000 people, something ridiculous. And then when he said goodbye to 0.7, he kind of re released another video. I put that on, it's like 200,000, you know, like keeps going. And yeah. it's that first move that like yeah. kicks people in, they go, What the? And then obviously that. They share it to their friends. Go! I used to windsurf. I can see many, so many shares like this. Oh, Bob! I, have you seen this? Can you do this? <laughs> you jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, pretty clear. That one. Um, Stephen Van Brockhoven versus Simsy. Stephen. Stephen. Sorry, Sims. Yeah. Steven. He's a machine. He's an absolute machine. I mean, he's just solid with his boots on, wedged in the straps. <laughs> he yeah. just, he he's managed going. to have 12 hours sleep in a van parked at Coronation Beach. He's smashing this. <laughs> <laughs> no need right. to wake and up. And then we have the style, style masters of Kiri Toad versus Yard and Mir. Yeah, uh, well, I said this on the last one. Which which Kiri are we talking about as well? Is this 2019 Kiri or 2013 Kiri? It's current Kiri, but recent Kiri, I think, is so underrated. The only people he's lost to are all the big boys in the top. top yeah, he, yeah. Like you he's got on a fair bit of... Uh, he looks quite chunky. Like, yeah. He's not fat, but just he's filled out, hasn't he? Like, yeah. I always knew him as real skinny. He's, he's, he might handle the win, but then Yarden's pretty... It's it's four o weather. It's jumping. You can go big. Don't think Kiri has really the jumping experience built out. Not not similar to Yardi. And then Yardi, when it gets really windy, I think it plays a lot into his element. Well, being Yardin's number one fan, sorry. I, <laughs> exactly. <you> <laughs> I said being being Yardi's number one fan, I'm going to put Yardi through. <laughs> Yeah. And and as and as Yarden's number one fan, I would also like to put it <laughs> the president of the fan club. I'm overruling everyone in Yarden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, it's for yeah, a little better. Yardin. Unless he's been in the van all day with Jeremy Blues. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dangerous. <laughs> Next up, another Bonarian, uh, Tonky Franz versus the wildcard, Mikey Vizorek, which is another great heat. We'll go to Dieter on this one. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> super, super hard. It normally hard. enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Sambo, you'll see the next one. Yeah, it's, I think it's really hard because I think Mikey has it. I don't know because it's big jumping. Like Tonki will have these massive jumps, uh, which he, I mean, from Lanzarote has. But again, it's four four moves each stack, I guess. Yeah. And Mikey absolutely sails insane in Carpatos, which is always four all weather. And you know, jumps aren't super high scaled in the PWA. You know, the stalled forward isn't. Like if if Mikey does a massive air scope, that's gonna score more than a big stalled forward. Uh, with the way the scale is working, I'm gonna go Mikey because I think he's pushing a lot. He's absolutely smashing it in strong winds. 
I don't know, can go both ways. But let's say Mikey does better double power moves, which Tomki doesn't have that much in. Sandy? Yeah, I was kind of thinking Tomki up until until Dieter sort of gave that little bit of insight. Because in my head, all I can think of is, like, yeah, Tomki's jumping. Like, his. Um, there's a lot of... They've got that that spot in Bonaire, but again, it's like 4-8 weather, isn't it? But his stalled forwards in, like, you know, the Canaries and stuff like that are, are insane. But yeah, I think maybe you're right. Like Mikey, he can do everything both tacks. And yeah, Carpatos, I mean, I've never been, but it's, uh, it's a lot lot windier than Bass, isn't it? But And probably as as choppy as well. So yeah, I think I'll go with Mikey. I'm also going to go uh, Mikey as well. I think Tonky definitely has the competition experience, but Mikey, I think, is going to be, if he wants to go far and wind surfing, I think he could if he wanted to. I need to do some homework. Have I, have I seen have I seen him sailing, Dieter, or are you pronouncing his name different? Am I out of the loop here? Uh, I think you've seen him sailing, but he's on full Savoyne, so not sure. Oh, that's probably why. That's probably why. That's what happens when you don't support the channel. I don't full Savoyne. I don't even look at it. Dieter, do you know why he doesn't? Why doesn't he compete or anything? Is he just not interested, or what? Well, does he work in Carpentras every summer? Yeah, he was center. I think it's Motemi Center or something. So yeah. he's in the air for four months. Then he spends a lot of time in Lake Garda as well. And he, he's looking to competing. Actually, okay. in 2019, he was at the EPT in Browersdam, but then there, there wasn't enough wind, sadly enough. Uh, and I think he's an amazing all-round sailor. I think once he can hit the scene, he has to invest a year to, to kind of get something of a ranking. But once yeah. again, I don't think many guys want to sail against him, especially when it's a bit flatter. You know, he's he's consistent. He's really consistent. So, yeah. I mean, I've talked to him a few but times. He, so he doesn't compete? No. Ah, okay. So a Tonky win. Big difference between free sailing and landing everything and competing with pressure. Yeah. I, I, I think anyway. And Tonky is definitely someone who never gets flustered. <laughs> he's almost <laughs> too relaxed sometimes. <laughs> And it's dependent on his day. But it doesn't make sense. I think you've had three votes anyway for Mikey, so I think he's through. Yeah, I yeah. was going to cash in my chips for Tonky, but it's too late. Mikey takes it. All right, and uh, Sambo, this is your heat then. Uh, Amado Vries Mike versus Adrian Bosson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cheers, cheers. Love it. Um, right. Can I just interrupt? Do you have any stats for them too? Yeah. So on average heat score in the last four years, um, Amado has the highest out of anyone on the tour uh, with 137.9. Wow. Uh, boss on 133.1. But the, where the difference between them is, is Bosson's better on port. He's got a better average port side whereas Amado's got a much better starboard side whereas they're a bit closer on port so Bosson takes it on port and thing on starboard and then they've had six heats in the last five years and Amado's won four and Bosson's won two. How many in the crucial rounds? Uh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> I remember Bosson money from this, from this niche enough podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did read that from the Plow King, yeah. the most niche podcast ever. It made me laugh, I see. Why has he posted about it? Oh, we invited yeah, yeah. 
to a bad guest and he said that it was the nicest podcast ever. That's joke. <laughs> our budget's not, our pockets aren't that deep yet. No. Uh, look, again, it's a bit like the Yeep. Uh, hey, I'm kind of trying to find like a, an argument for Bosson. I think Bosson's a super talented sailor and, and he, I've really seen the work he puts in back when I used to go to Cape Town. But I, I don't really see it going down any other way than Amado winning. He's he's got the jumping moves. It's windy. He can. He's strong. He can deal with wind on the starboard on the inside. He's just going to go ballistic. I think he's very likely going to win in uh, in this sort of conditions. It's difficult to beat him. I think it's extremely extremely close. I mean, that's our final like. For me, Bosson and uh, Amado are two opposite sailors, but from a similar level. I think Amado is still, you know, he's got all the moves, but I think uh, Bosson has this little flair sometimes on the outside, and especially when it gets really windy, he, he can step it up. Also, when it's under pressure, he steps it up really well, where Amado, I think that's why he doesn't have a bold title under his bag yet. He doesn't. Right. Uh, I mean, four 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 eight five two. Whether I'm out all the way, four zero for me can hundred percent go both sides. You know, Bosson is really solid in jump. Say we had a Corona year, Bosson is probably no used to four zero in the last last year. Uh, he might. Sorry, very very sorry, Amado, if you listen to this, but probably gets fired up after that but I think Bosson might have it Ooh. it's true I mean Bosson is it that's for me is a 50-50 toss a coin <laughs> it's like it's so yeah, hard to call that well. it's you can like you can um, throw in your uh, upset card or what is it no but you I think you wouldn't be surprised if either guy won that heat it wouldn't be a shock oh, it's a final you know, heat yeah, it's final. it is a it's a final. It's for sure a final. But I have to say, I think this year Amado wants the world title that much that he's going to yeah. find literally everything to win it. So yeah. I would say it doesn't matter who he comes across this year, he's winning. That's that's it. That's my theory with him. He has mm. to win. It's it's just terrible to see him not winning. Well, it's like the Bon Air event. He just oh. he lost. He just yeah, roar and just killed people. Yeah, yeah. But that was big sail flat war, I guess. Mm. Which, like you say, waves boss on. He is good in the waves. He's got the double. Got he's got a few things. But I'm going to go with Amado just because I think he just wants it so much now. I'm going to jump in and make Sandy decide. Uh, I'm going to go boss on. I reckon he's tuned into that duotone fanatic gear. Um, and I reckon Amado needs a double at the end of the heat and uh, snaps his brand new future fly board and it doesn't, doesn't happen. Uh-huh. It's not an F2, mate. <laughs> I made in Vietnam, he won't snap that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was I allowed to say that? Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I like Bosson. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, yeah, Bosson. I'm going to agree with you, George. I think he... Amado needs his double, snaps his board, and uh, Bosson just stomps one right over his head. Oh, yeah. Big upset. 
Sam or Ben, do you want to throw your upset wild card and we'll go to a, a dice roll, or do we want to? Are we happy with that? Uh, personally, I'm okay. Um, I like Boss on. I'm not. I'm not displeased with that result. <laughs> I think it's so hard to call. I've, I've said my who I thought would win. Yeah, Amado. I agree. Uh, cool. Okay, Boss on takes it. Big upset. Well, not an upset really, but uh, a big, yeah. big heat that one. And next one to face Boss on is Micah Hooverman and Francesco Caputso. And I'll go, I'll go on this one and say Caputso because it's 4 0 weather. Sandy? Caputso. I'd like to hear from Dito. He's probably spent the most time around Micah. I think, I think Caputso, I mean, 4 0, I, I wouldn't like to draw Caputso. I think Micah sells amazing. Uh, she's pushing it. She's comp- a competition beast. I think to beat the queen of freestyle for the first time in. In ten years, puts puts something out there, but I think Caputso is a step too high. She did pretty well to get this far. Good popular with the with the with the people, which is great to see. You know, it means that the, the women have a good influence as well on the market. Okay, uh, Caputso taking that one. Uh, next up, we'll go to you, Ben. It is Dieter van der Eiken versus Tati Franz. <laughs> well, that's easy, that one, Tati. <laughs> yeah, that Severn gear is going to be hindering. <laughs> no, only kidding. <laughs> the problem is, Dieter is just a slippery sausage when it comes to competition. And no matter how many times you think, oh, he hasn't really been practising, he hasn't really done much freestyle, he just seems to knock out the perfect heat. He's like, I don't know... It, I would go with Dieter. I think Coronation as well. He sailed there so much. He would feel quite at home there. Um, yeah, I would go with Dieter. Not just because he's sitting there, but like I said, he's a bit of a machine at competition. He hasn't got, got the yardy style, but he's, he just <laughs> smashes out the moves like bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Mr. Mr. Consistent. Dieter, if you're interested, you've got a, an average eat score of 134.8 in the last four years. So That's pretty it's, good. It's he focuses on the waves, mate. He's out. Uh... <laughs> well, actually, since, since I've been locked down on Tenerife a bit, I've actually been enjoying the freestyle quite a bit. Like today, I had a pretty fun session, first run out. I'm not going to talk myself up, but I'm finally getting the bonkas uh, and trying to get the double moves consistent again. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been good. It's been good here in Tenerife for freestyle. We've got a few guys over as well, so not freestyling alone for a change, which is nice. nice. Epic. Uh, and to face you, Dieter, it is between Jacopo Testa and Nicholas Nibelum. And Sam, we'll go back to you for this one. I'm, I'm kind of just shooting from the hip here because I don't really know how Nick would sail in 4-0 weather, but I think Tester probably, like, it, the, the guy can jump. He's sailed a lot in Brazil over the years, like, other side, but he's used to strong wind and it gets windy in Sardinia as well. I think he'll, he should take this one. Anyone else disagree with that? No, I agree. Uh, it's 4-0 weather. Yeah. Tester's Got That's some amazing. skills. Even Got if he's a mask girls. That was one of those big old shove it spots on the way in off the back of a ramp, like that video of him in Cape Town. You know the one that in Big Bay, yeah. Yeah, shove mate. That thing was insane. That was insane. 
some of his heats in Furta in some yeah. horrible choppy stuff. The stuff he was doing was like, how are you even? Yeah. How are you even doing that? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I'd have I'd have tests to go through, but it's like I say, Nibelung's coming, but I don't think it's his time just yet mm. in those conditions. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, next up, uh, Galito versus Corti Demond, and Ben, I want to see you try and defend uh, your teammate here. <laughs> nah, that, for me, as much as I could defend him, Galito is going straight through. He he is. I love to see him in competition. I'm looking forward to the tour, proper tour, kicking off and seeing the motivation. I'm, I'm interested. Like I said, he's got a kid. He's got a feed the family, he's got new sponsors, he hasn't quite been getting the results he probably would have wanted. I think he's on fire, like, I've got him down for this competition if the conditions, well, yeah, whatever the conditions, to be honest, I think he's he's top draw. Cool, I don't think anyone disagrees with that, do you? No. No. Perfect, cool. Um, Giovanni Pisani versus Felix Volkart, Dieter. Oh, it's 4 0 Ah, I think Giovanni uh, still sells really good. I think the clips we've seen in Brazil from him, he sells a lot in Sardinia where it's super strong wind. Felix isn't the best jumper either. Uh, I don't think Giovanni is the most amazing jumper. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't really seen recent footage of that. Uh, but I think, yeah, Giovanni is, is the top pick here. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Sandy, we'll go to you for this one. Nick Hibdige versus Anthony Ruens. Good heat there. Damn, that's a difficult one. Oh, Nick Hibdige just messaged me. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it'd probably be Ruens, to be honest. He's got like, he's probably, because Nick Nick's sick at jumping, but I'm not, how I don't know how good his... Well, his, his, his port tax jumping is pretty sick. I've seen videos with Lanzarote and stuff, but I feel like his jumping is maybe a bit stronger on starboard attack, you know, sailing like the south coast a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Now, uh, yeah, Ruens, I think. Ruens, despite, you know, I'd like Nick to win, but um, I think Ruens would, would take him out. Dieter? I think there's, uh, and that's all the double power moves quite good on on lock, uh, I think that's something that uh, Nick is missing a little bit. Anthony is, is a competition beast as well. So, yeah, I think Anthony takes this one. Ben? Yeah, I'll go with that. I think to, to competition, Anthony's machine. And he's proved it year on year on year. It's not like he just does a couple here and there and has a good run. He literally just turns up every time there's a competition and puts it down. So... Um, I like Nick's style. I think he's got some of the, the sickest moves out there. But in terms of a competition heat, I think Anthony would just get it. Sambo, you yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Like, Nick, Nick's done well in our virtual tour because he's a star master, but don't see him beating Anthony. Yeah, cool. And then the last heat of the round, Bowles Muller versus Nico Agajan. Nico's had a tough draw here. Um, tough uh, here, isn't it? These, these are Bowles, uh, Bowles conditions, I think. I'm actually going to disagree. I think these, okay. these are Nico conditions. Nico's powerful. Um, he's got big port-touch jumping moves. 
We all know what bowels can do, but we also all know that bowels can melt. Um, I'm back in Nico on this one. Sandy? Nah, bowels. <laughs> yeah, bowels. Peter? It's hard, but I think Nico had really good runs in Fuerte. Bowles did as well. 4-0, nuking. I mean, it's flip of a dice because, I mean, both can have an amazing heat and both can have a bit of a shocker heat sometimes. But if both sell their best heat, Pulse impresses the, the, the judges with a perfect cheese roll bonka 720 and just wins it because of that. Yeah, I was actually just thinking this is a... No, but this is like a virtual tour. So maybe we have to be giving it to the guys that maybe are just a little bit more... And you, everyone wants Bowles to win. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anyone watches and goes, oh, I hope he loses. That everyone literally is cheering for Bowles to have a good heat. Um, and let's just hope he doesn't do like eight cheese rolls or something on the way out. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which has happened before. But I, I'm going with Bowles just because I, I quite like his sailing and it's, it is, he is Mr. Freestyle. And I think if he has a good heat, it's it's kind of a sick thing to watch. You just don't know what's coming. I don't think he knows what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to you there, Sambo, I, I was actually going to change my mind. I've just looked at the numbers and Nico's got an average heat score of 109 and Bowles has only got 101. Again, but like the that... Amado boss on heat, I'm happy for Bowles to go through. I'm not yeah. complaining. Yeah, no. but when you look at Bowles, that's average heat score. You yeah. gotta remember if you take out the highs and the low, like if you look at how high he can go and then how low he can go, that's yeah. also probably a record as well. For sure, yeah, yeah. He is Mr. Inconsistent, but that's what we quite like about him, is because he's fun to watch and you never know what you're gonna get. Right. Cool. That is the end of round three. We're into the last 16. It will start going a bit quicker. So Sammy, if we could get a uh, little dice roll, please. We're getting all the different conditions in this event. It's a two, which means it's four, eight, and it's small stunt ramps. Okay. Should have kept in the competition the day before. And the first heat is Jamie Howard versus Lennart Neubauer. Sandy. They always put me on Jimmy's heat. Uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> just Jim, uh, Jim, Jam, Lennart. Uh, what, what, what was the conditions again, sorry? Four, eight, mid-seed, small waves. Jimmy gets planing faster than everyone else. Leonard, Leonard's small, but he seems to be seems to have grown a lot in his latest videos. He looks looks like he's getting quite quite big and quite tall, growing he to be a, very tall. growing to be a big strong guy. And and Jim Jam, Jim Jam's light as a feather. So I reckon, yeah, four A weather, Jim Jam. Dieter, I I think you know it's still four A weather. It's stunt ramps. I think. Leonard is he has a more full heat to fill than Jim Jam, I think. So uh, for me, it's Leonard. He, he will fill the score sheet pretty good. I have to agree. I'd probably go with Leonard just because I think he's one of the guys that is pushing just so hard at the moment. And I'm kind of excited to see where he stacks up, you know, when mm. it because last time we saw him was we've had a year in between or a year and a bit. It's there's a big gap, and he looks like he is one of the guys putting in the work. Like, I think I think Leonard gets it. Yeah, it's it's uh, tough. They're, I mean, they've they've sailed against each other once, and Jimmy only just won. Um, and it was a bit of like they basically did the same heat, but it was back when Leonard was still a bit small, and 
his moves still had that kind of essence of like fit, looking a little bit forced, not looking that smooth because he didn't quite have the power. And I think in any other conditions, I'd back Leonard, but I'm actually going to back my boy Jim Jam here because, like Sandy said, I mean, on another level to other really high-level sailors, when Jimmy sails in, like, really mincy conditions, he still does, like, F on a 360s, almost air scopus, like, burner 360s in, like... People are barely getting planning to do flackers and spocks and like a shack is unachievable for mere morals, but he's still pulling out power moves. And I think in those conditions, Jimmy could pip quite a few people. So I've got to decide then. Um, I am going to agree with Dieter and Ben. I think Lenar is really pushing at the moment and he's really filled out. He was on my flight actually when I came out to Cape Town. He was going to Germany and he's a uh, big boy now. And I'm still waiting for Jimmy to fill out so he can do those double power moves. And I reckon, uh, I reckon <laughs> Lenar can pop a couple of double power moves in there, like force them, but they'll score higher than, than Jimmy. Fair enough. But it's a good heat, it's a close heat in those conditions. Okay, next heat, Sam, Steve, Anton, Albert in 5-2 mincy conditions, Ben. Um, Antoine, just because I think Sam just likes it windy, windy. But I'll be honest, it's a, it's a difficult one to me to judge these guys in mincy conditions because I don't really get to see them sailing it. Um, one event a year in Furter is usually windy. And then the rest of the time, no one posts a video from... <laughs> Yeah. dodgy conditions so, from what I've seen Sam likes it windy windy and that's kind of his element and Antoine's kind of got a bit of all round game on him I think and, it, and it's port tack with I guess there's a, bit, a few little waves port tack which I think you could probably throw in a few things yeah Dieter what do you reckon on this one yeah I think you know it's it's quite light wind and I think Albert is it's just an, a notch better in that he will be able to use the small ramps. I think I think we shouldn't underestimate Sam's ability in light winds. But yeah, for me, Albert is still that little notch. If it would be 4-4, probably it would go to Sam. If it would have been 4-0, for sure would have gone to Sam. So in these kind of conditions, uh, yeah, Albert. Sandy? Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Albert threw on that one. Yentel Cares versus Stephen Van Brockhoven, Sandy. Yentel, um, just because of like, like I agree. Ben Ben said this a few times already. Like I think Yentel, like he wants it more. I think now, and I know, and I'm not saying Stephen doesn't. Stephen's still like you know pushing a lot. But if we're if we're in 2021, Yentel, you know, it's his first event on his new gear. You know, he's gonna wanna. He's going to want to smash it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Yentl takes it. The student has become the master. Stephen, 100%. Stephen? Mincy conditions. Stephen, like, he's, he's a killer. That guy can do everything on a 5.8, 5.6. Like... He's on a foil now every time it's light winter. Yeah, Yentl, Yentl's still repping a fin, mate. 
I'm I'm backing Stephen 100%. I reckon in lightweight conditions, Stephen's still just as good as Yang Tilamado, Boson, Galito, Testa. He's still top, top boy level, capable of winning a world championship. He's, I reckon he's going to beat Yantel in this. Ben? I would like to say Stephen, but I think he may be spending too much time on his IQ foil gear and stuff. <laughs> Isn't he trying to do the Olympic race any more style? I don't know. And Yentl's still just full focused on freestyle. Not to say it wouldn't be a close heat in real time. We've seen Stephen beat Yentl in Furter and, you know, I w- I'm going to go with Yentl though. I think that is what he does and that's his full focus. But close yeah. heat. I think just looking at heats like Yentl sailed in Lanzarote on a 5-2 badly enough to get going and he was still doing air funnel burner, air bob culo, double culo. Steven was in the same contest and uh, Yentl really powered through that. And uh, I think it's here. My Amazing. I was really torn on that one, so I'm glad I don't have to decide. Uh, <laughs> Yentl through. To face Yentl, Yard and Mears fan club are voting for Yard and Mir or Mikey Vizorek. Sambo, it's your one, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm voting with the fan club. <laughs> oh, 4 8, four eight weather. Um, no, nah, I'm, still, I'm still going Yardy. I don't know. I, don't I, still know. Don't, I still don't really know who he is. So I feel a bit, <laughs> feel a bit harsh because everyone, everyone's like, oh, he's amazing. He's done. I'm like, I feel really bad. I should know. Like, I should. Lucky, it's lucky you're in the Yard and Fan Club then, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, he's going to have to send me some videos. I oh, know he's on Severn, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I have to go for Mikey because I think, well, I'm. I, I think Mikey got very far in the event already. I think Yarden does really good in light wind as well. He has some nice flair to it. Uh, but Mikey's a lighter rider. Uh, he might push through some better ducking normal stance move on both sides, which he pretty much has unlocked, uh, where Yardi is on the way out, more of a massive Shaka guy, massive Pasco and that kind of stuff. And he might just miss the ramps to to really fill that forward move on the way out. Good. Uh, but I have to conquer the Yardi clan. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go for Mikey. He's having a good run when he finally competes. I'm going to go Mikey as well. So I think that's 2-2. And Sandy, I don't know if you're going to stick with the fan club. I thought I already did. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, already, you're in the fan club. <laughs> I don't know what you think, George. No, whatever then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Yard, Yardy through to the quarters then. Adrian Bosson versus Francesco Capuzzo. Um, and it's my one, and I'm going to go Bosson because Francesco's definitely on his 5 6, and I don't think he quite has the moves that Bosson does in this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will agree, but I will also say when I thought Caputo was on his big stuff in Furta when we had those dodgy heats, I was surprised at the moves he was pulling off. It was pretty impressive, but I'm going to go with Bosson. Yeah, I have cool. to back up Bosson till the end now. <laughs> <laughs> Next he is Dieter van der Eiken versus Jacopo Testa in light oh. conditions. Uh, Prophet, you, you're on this one. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you just got taken down. 
I, I think I think it would be. I don't like going against Dieter because even like I say, when I'm commentating on the Pete Luer events, I'm always like, oh, it's going to be a tough one, and then he just does what he does. But I think Testa's on a roll over there with these lighter conditions. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe maybe Dieter's going to have be a better. Yeah, Te- Testa's a very tricky one. When he's on, he is he has got everything to be podium mm. in every time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I've got to say, Tester. Sorry, dude. Sambo, I'm gonna try and redeem myself in Dieter's eyes um, and vote for him <laughs> here. No, but in all seriousness, lighter wind, Coronation Beach. Feel like it does play into Dieter's kind of experience a bit more. I feel like where where Yukopo has always really impressed me is the way he can control his kit in really gnarly, choppy and windy conditions. But when that goes into dead flat water, it doesn't translate into a Sam Steve-esque bit of looseness. He's, he's almost just as good as he is in really hard conditions as he is on easier conditions. And I think coronation, lighter wind, I really think that the diversity that Dita has on both sides is probably going to pull in the win. Sandy? Uh, I'm going to agree with Sam. And Dieter, I'm assuming you're voting for yourself on this one. <laughs> I think me and Jacopo in some ways are quite similar riders because we do quite moves quite nice, well yeah. both sides. But yeah, obviously I'm going to vote on myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Dieter threw on that one. Um, that again is another really close one. But yes, I would agree with that. Next up is Galito versus Hassani in light winds. Um, Sandy, mm, that's an interesting one. Um, I, yeah, I'll say I'll say Galito. Like he doesn't seem to matter what the conditions are doing. He could always just pull it pull it out the bag. Especially as we said, he's on he's on new gear and he's got he's got dad power. He's got someone to prove, hasn't he? So yeah, I think I think Galito wins it. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyone disagree with that? I think it's a hard one. I think Giovanni is like any other conditions, it would be great all the way. This light stuff, I think Giovanni did fourth in Bonaire uh, in this light kind of winds. Mm. Uh, Guido struggled a bit with the light winds. There are not many stunt ramps around, but still it's Goito, you know. I mean, this probably would be the only conditions Giovanni would stand a chance against Goyo. I will say though, Dieter, like Coros, even with yeah, he will still bust out air chachos and all this stuff. Yeah, I suppose. So that's yeah. the thing. It's if it was flat, I'd agree. But it, Coros are still little ramps. Yeah, and he's going to have the edge, I think. Yeah, it's a nice angle as well. You can get you can get sent by them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Galito through, uh, and the last heat of the round. Anthony Ruens versus Bowles Muller. Um, Sandy, I think it's your one. Me, me again. Um, Anthony versus Bowles. Um, I'm gonna gonna stick stick with uh, what I've said so far, and uh, Anthony, I think, because yeah, because they're still jumping to be had. I know Bowles is mad jumping, but Anthony's just got all those moves just locked locked down. Is Bowles on the foil? Yeah, balls no. can be on the fold this year. Yeah. <laughs> <It's allowed. laughs> 
is allowed. And it's we're, uh, we're excluding calling from our competition because we're not so sure on it yet. Okay. <laughs> Be pretty loose foiling at Coros as well. Yeah, yeah, I would. I've seen him in Bonaire come in, balls on the foil above the shallow, trying to get as close as possible to the windsurf club and then jump off. Oh. That was what he was doing every day. Just going over 30 cent, not, not even 30 cent of water, knowing how high he had to keep his soil. And then when he was close enough to the to the Jai City, he would just bail the foot jump off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're afraid to hit the sandbar with your 20 cm. Finn and he just comes flying by on the foil. <laughs> <laughs> Madness. No wonder yeah. he wears the helmet. Yeah, but Anthony wins this one. I would also agree with you boys on that yeah. one. Yeah, that's three votes. I'm not going to go into bat. Okay, bows out. Um, right, quarters. Only uh, four heats in this one, so Sam roll the dice. We've got a three, four, four again. 4-4. Four, four. Uh, first he Lennart versus Albert. Dieter, let's go for you on this one. Cheers. Put the wrong face up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how good Albert is on the shifty. Does he get good shifties now, you think? Lennart is pretty consistent in them now. I don't know how consistent they are, but I've seen in videos of him landing like quite yeah. nice shifties. Then I think Albert has it because he has a nice air cubby on the way out as well. He's pretty consistent. He's got double power moves on the way out, as consistent, if not more consistent than Leonard on the way in, I mean. So I think Albert, this is his, his contest. Ben? Yeah, uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of, I think he's just such a good sailor, actually. He's like, he always surprises me, but I think he's got a double as well. 4-4 four, four at Coros yeah. is kind of really fun double weather. Like, if you ever want to learn doubles, well, 4-4 <laughs> four, four at Coros is, <laughs> four is pretty good. It's pretty good. So, yeah, I think he's got air chachu. Like, he's got a few jump yeah. moves, and I think... Coros would suit that really well. I think it suits his style really well, Albert. Um, like I say, Leonard, maybe if he goes there a few times and does a bit more jumping practice, he's going to be there in a couple of years, if not next year. But I think at the moment, it's still Antoine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, I think. Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, Antoine Albert takes that. Next one is Yentl Cares versus Yard and Mir. Um, Sam, Bo, do you want this one? Yeah, um, I feel like the fan club's taking yard in far enough now. Um, <laughs> I love him. Yeah, the yeah, quite arguably my favourite freestyle win so far. Um, but yeah, until four four, not going to happen. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's time. You'll be happy with the quarters finish. Yeah, I, he's yeah. had a, he's had a good run. He's had a good run, <laughs> but that Yentl is a brick wall right now. <laughs> he ain't getting past that. No matter how much style you got, you're not getting past that. No. You agree, Sandy? Cool. Next up is Adrian Bosson versus Dieter van der Eiken. Dieter, can you still back all the way? Who yeah, wants to kick this one I off? think. Uh, 
I think, unfortunately, Dieter, this is the end of the line for you. Um, yeah, not well. I don't know. It's it's another really close one, to be honest. What have you got? Some stats, George? Have you got some some information? So Dieter has a higher higher average heat score than right. Russell, one hundred and thirty four to one hundred and thirty three point one. Wow! Yeah. Uh, From the last how many years? Since twenty sixteen, so, like the PW website has all the stats up to twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Dita has a higher heat win percentage, sixty six versus sixty three. He's got, <laughs> um, yeah, higher. He's got you on port, but it's pretty even on starboard. But you've got a just a higher heat score, so it's a very close heat. I think I have to defend myself. I want to win this heat. I think I might pull an Anthony on him, like he did. Uh, Anthony did against him in Fuerte, and sell my best, best ever heat. And uh, Bosso just does a bit less good, but honestly, four four weather. I mean. Let's see. We got four more months, no? <laughs> Maybe I can get my freestyle move back. There's uh, so in the last five years since 2015, you guys have had seven heats, and he's won five, and you've won two. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, boss on. Sorry, Dita. I'm I'm going in with Dita actually with the local knowledge. Court tack switch stance as well, like for a bit of variety on the way out. Ash copy on the way out. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to back data. I'll uh, I'll jump in and go boss on just on the fact that he's won five out of the seven and make Ben decide this one. Yeah, I've that Ben. Well, I had data going out last round. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I think it'll be boss on. Like, but because Coro's there's local knowledge, but Coro's is such an easy place. It's not like you get there and you've got a like an advantage. I, I don't think. And no. Bosson is a port tack wave sailor as well. Four four. It'll be a close one. But if Bosson's just beat Amado, he's on a roll. So yeah. unfortunately, now we've got that one card, which decides <laughs> everything with a throw. You do. You, uh, you yeah. do. You want to be the inaugural person to throw the whole card down on yourself. Of course. Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right. Wait, so Prophet you... still has to come back. Prophet well, is just to give us a scenario then, Prophet. Someone started cooking here. I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you have to give us a scenario of one to three on the dice. You land this move and win the heat. Five to six on the dice. You crash and uh, bottom goes through. So... I've been having a really good heat. Uh, I've sailed pretty much exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, and Bosson sails out in front of me, does a perfect shifty. And I finally get over my fear, land a massive shifty shaka planing and win the heat because of that. Dang. I haven't hey, done man. one in a while. So one to three on the dice. Data lands it, wins the heat. Car goes mental. Five to six. A, um... I go back to the hospital. Like a the last, the last time I saw him do that was at Coro's, and he ended up in the hospital. 
Peter van der Eiken, the dice has spoken. It's a four. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid oh. you've just missed out. And injured. Good try. Boss on is going through against you. Good on him. Nice. Good heat. Okay. And the last one of the round Galito Estrado versus Anthony Ruens. I'm going to go in with Galito on this one. He's yeah. an animal in these conditions. Agreed. Yeah, hard, hard to against that. Yeah. Really sick, but. I think in any heat, it's difficult to argue against Goito, especially if it's windy-ish and there's a few waves. Okay, semi-finals, we're almost there. Um, Sambo, one more roll of the dice, please. It's a five, nosebleed, Boro, go, go mad. And the first semi-final is Anton Albert versus Yentl Kares. Yentl, mental. Yeah, Yentl. Yeah, Albert's had a good run, but I think he could take him to no, a good bit, but then ha halfway through, it's going to go over. Albert. I'm going Albert. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Jumping, port at. You know what? I'm turning my upset wildcard. He goes a full <laughs> showdown, push forward, double forward. Air cabby on the way out, and he he blows the judges' minds. Yendo will do that anyway. Without <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done my ups at wild card, so one to three, I'm right. Four to uh, six, everyone else is right. So I'm all by my lonesome here, and it's a six. I'm wrong. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. Threw my toys out of the pram for nothing. Yentl throw. You're a bad thrower, Sam. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, no, I'm not, not having any luck. <laughs> Delegate someone else. Okay. And the second semi final, Bosson versus Golito. I've seen that matchup a few times. Yeah. What's the stats on that? I can tell you that matchup has happened nine times in the last mm. five years. Wow. And Galito has won eight and Bosson has won one. <laughs> well, there's your answer. Cool. And I didn't realise that. Was actually. The final was the final in Silt. Yeah, was the final in Silt. Um, and then Galito beat him in the super final to win the world title. So that's crazy. I'm going to go Galito on the stats there, unfortunately. Yeah. Agreed. Oh. Does anyone else want to back me up on boss on all the way? Is it's four oh weather? It's four oh weather. It's nosebleed. If he's gonna beat Galito anywhere, this is it. Port tat jumping. Yeah, he hasn't used for it's beginning of the season because when when is the event taking place? That's also interesting. Because I think Ooh. some guys I, I used to have better. all this written down. I think it's about um February. It's about now. Bloody hell. He hasn't even used his gear yet. He hasn't even <laughs> no, got it. Exactly. He hasn't got any gear. <laughs> Shows up without gear. Yeah, I'll, I'll put in my vote of Bosson, but I think, yeah, Goito has a better. He's on that. Yeah, I, I, I think Goito. Did he win an event windy. already? Goito? Uh, no, no, Goito hasn't won in one of ours, has he? And Bosson actually won the last one in Cape Town. Oh, so he's fired up. Goito is on that. I'm going to roll back then. Damn, I was going to back Basson all the way. Okay, I have to back Basson all the way. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. Or I think we've got... I think, 
Jordan Van Vogel gone for uh, Galito. And they're yeah. not going to trust their wildcard vote, I guess. We've already won, so we don't need to. Yeah, um, we've both used ours. Futile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, um, so this is it. The losers and winners final. Let's have one last dice roll for the conditions. We just keep it nosebleed. It's nosebleed anyway. It's a six again. <laughs> <laughs> nosebleed with So we've got Bosson versus Anton Albert. Um, and I'll go with Bosson straight away. Bosson. I'm going Anton Albert. Causing oh. the upset. Oh. Dieter? Yeah. I think Bosson is pissed off that he lost and <laughs> couldn't back up his uh, win against some of the best, including myself. So Bosson wins. Nice. Three votes to Bosson. Bosson uh, makes the podium there, comes third. Okay. Uh, and then the final of the Coronation Beach Super Gusty Virtual Tour is Yentl Cares versus Golito Estrado. I like this. In nosebleed wins. In, In nosebleed wins. <laughs> I'm going Yentl. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm going. He's got. He's got his gear down. Galito still just had his received the day he got here. He's struggling. Is yeah. that is such a tricky heat? But I'm going Yentl. I would pay so much money to watch this heat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're Yentl, Sandy. Yeah, I'm Yentl. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm also Yentl. Um, Have we got our three? Anyone want to argue Galito's case? I, I think it's a high scoring heat, but I think oh, well, it's tricky, isn't it? It's that could go either way. Uh, it could go either way because I yeah, mean on the way for sure. They could do shifty. I think Goito has a bit more stylish Pasco, I would say, than Yentl sometimes. Not that Yentl's is bad. I think on the way in, I think Yentl is just a little bit stronger on the way in. <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking about the jumping and Goito in yeah. Pozo. Yeah. His doubles were insane and his yeah. other stuff is on another level. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Be. They could go either. It is nice played, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is mental, mental. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to change change my own vote and, and go for Galito off what you've just said about the Pozo jumping. He, honestly, he was on the level with everyone. Yeah, like, I mean, the everyone. top of the top. Well, doubles, the top of the top. Doubles. Did yeah. he get a push and, forward? And Coro's is, is just right up your street there. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, the stuff we used to do in Denmark in the super session, like the and that big shaker. Yeah, the shaker mine's well open. Insane. Yeah. It's uh, fired but, up. He just changed sponsors. Did Yentl win the first event or that was Amado? Amado won the first event. Yeah, Yentl's also yet to win an event. But I am going I think to jumping. I think I think just because of the way out. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it, when you think about it, if he's going to win one event, nosebleed coronation, if you if you had it on paper, I'd have him winning the event beforehand. So I mean, it makes then no that sense. double you've seen from Yentl, 
from Interifa. Yeah, was I saw that. That's what I had in my head. But that's what I had in my head when I voted. But then I just remembered some of Galito's doubles from Pozo, and they were yeah. like yeah. ridiculous. Anyone wants to throw in their wild card? <laughs> well, I don't even I don't even know where the votes stand at the moment because I think most of us have all changed. I've gone from Yantel <laughs> to Galito. I'm voting Galito for this. I'm Yentl. I'm thinking Belgium Storm Yentl on the way in. Yeah. But then Galito is Galito on the way out. Yeah. But Yentl's also got think of his Tarifa video. He's also got the doubles, he's got the shifty shaka. You know. I think we could just toss a coin and that would be fair. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fair, I think. All right, let's let's roll a dice then. Uh, Dita, you give us a scenario. Okay, so... Yento, well, Goito is on his last run out. He has a perfect double. He's got the biggest shock we've seen in a very, very long time. Planing shifty. And Yento is just leading because of the way in. And a ramp pops up, and Goito launches into a push forward, and he lands it, and he wins the heat, wins the event. Why can't this these events actually happen in real life? <laughs> <laughs> that that okay. made me a little bit horny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, that was actually very similar to the Brasilio Ricardo one, wasn't it? Or Costa, and then yeah. the judges didn't score it very dry. So we're going one to three on the dice, and Galito lands this majestic push forward. Four to six on the dice, and he uh, he doesn't. He's, he's going <laughs> back in the ambulance with you, Data, to the hospital. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have been the worst dice roller of the competition. It's a four. Dean has got a companion on his trip back to Jelson Hospital. It's Galito Estrado. Yentl Cares is the Coronation Beach champion in the inaugural Jelton event. Wait. Hey. 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 Lovely stuff. Boys, what were your uh your what was your favorite hate? We'll we'll try not to take up too much more time because it's been a long one. I think the final. The final. Yeah. And any of Yarden's heats. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy I've never heard of. He's yeah. apparently amazing. <laughs> Gonna have to do some homework now. Terrible. Yeah, he's probably quiet. Awesome <laughs> we got it. Well, let's let's wrap it up there then. Thank you very much to our guests, Sandy Clunas. Do you want to give another little plug to your podcast real quick? Uh, yeah, just released a new episode today with um, a guy called Nick Dempsey, who is uh, the most successful Olympic male windsurfer of all time. Uh, so did a podcast with him about mental health within the Olympics. Um, and I do a podcast called The After Hours Lounge. Um, actually, Ben was good enough to feature my episode with Max Rowe um, on windsurfing TV as well. So uh, yeah, check that out on Instagram at the After Hours Lounge, and it's on yeah Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, and thanks again, Dieter, former world champion, taking your time to uh, come and give your wise words and wisdom to us. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much. And of course, thank you, Mr. Ben Prophet, Mr. Windsurfing TV. I'm sure you don't need a plug because uh, anyone listening to this is uh, <laughs> probably listening to you uh, for many years now. 
Um, Please give so us a plug. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work it out, boys. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much to everyone that's made it this far. It's been a long episode, but I hope you've enjoyed it. And we will catch you in the next one. We will decide whether to do the next one on Instagram. We're going to put it to a vote on the Super Gusty podcast to see if you guys want to run the whole contest on, on Instagram. If not, we will catch you in the next one. Thank you again to Sam for uh, being here. Hey. And, uh, cheers, cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Make the real event happen. <laughs>